I did struggle a lot with imposter syndrome and it's one of those things you just have to get past if you want to succeed because this line of work, you know, if you're going to succeed at it, you have to put yourself out there over and over and over again um, and just sort of get on with it. What if you, with purpose and mindfulness, decided to surround yourself with positivity? What if you walked away from negative energy? What if you were constantly the positive energy in every room you walked into until it became so contagious that you positively impacted everyone around you? How would that impact your life? You're listening to Compassionate Mindfulness with Xenia, the podcast that will inspire you to use your story to change the world. Thanks for tuning in to Compassionate Mindfulness with Xenia. This is your host, Tanya Monuma, and I'm so grateful to have you here with me to learn and grow. As you know, the Compassionate Mindfulness podcast is dedicated to changing our narrative in order to change our life. And this month's guests are a part of a special group of people who have found just the right amount of compassion for themselves to pursue their dream career and serve with mindfulness. And today, I have the opportunity to speak to Meg Burridge. Meg is an Australian mum of three based in the Netherlands with her family. She has grown her business through online coaching and collaborations. She helps other entrepreneurs get set up, seen, and selling by using the tools of Kajabi and Collaboration Station. I wanted to have Meg on the podcast once I was introduced to her via a webinar I happened to be learning from, and I could just feel her genuine desire to serve with her client's best interest at heart. So I reached out and the rest is history. If you'd like to connect with Meg, jump on over to Collaboration Station and grab yourself a free seven-day test run. I'll have the link in the show notes for you. All right, so let's dive into my conversation with Meg Burge. Meg, thank you again for being here on the podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Welcome to the Compassionate Mindfulness Podcast. Oh, hello, Tanya. It's lovely to, well, I want to say meet you in person, but we're not quite in person, but this is as good as it gets. <laughs> it's as good as it gets right now. Where there's a will there's a way. You're chiming in from the Netherlands. It's uh, 11.30, you said, out there? Yes. Good good time of day at my end. Not so good at your end. Yeah, 5.30 on my end. But like I say, where there's a will, there's a way. And I so desperately wanted to have you. I couldn't not have you on the show today. So I want you to tell us, because you're going to inspire so many people, tell us where did it all begin for you? How did you find yourself creating these amazing courses for a devoted audience? So bring us back to where it all began. Well, I think it initially started, I mean, my whole entrepreneurial journey started after the birth of my first child. Like until then, I was pretty happy in corporate in my cushy office job with my annual leave and my coffee machine. And, you know, life was pretty good. And then baby number one came around and I don't know, it just like flicked this switch in me where I was like, how can I like 
do something where I get to work from home, you know? And I just have started down this entrepreneurial path of like trying to think of some business idea that was going to mean that I could escape corporate. Um, and my first ever business was a complete flop. I decided at that point that what we needed in Australia was a co-working space with childcare attached because I thought, geez, you know, I can't be the only mum out there or, or dad who wants to work, you know, remotely and close to their child. We definitely need like a cool co-working space with nannies and we can all come in and, you know, like network and get our work done. It's going to be great. So I went and put a whole lot of money into this brick and mortar co-working space. And everybody said it was an awesome idea and it won lots of awards. Thankfully, it even won a couple of grants, which kept me afloat for a little while. But um, sadly, all these people who said it was a great idea couldn't actually afford to pay for it. Um, and it was like pre-COVID. So employers didn't really want people working out of the office. So they weren't particularly supportive of it either. And the whole thing just like fell in a big heap after about 12 months. So that was my first year, Tanya, of, of business and entrepreneurship and lots of lessons learned. Um, at that point, I had to go back to corporate because I had this huge debt to pay off. And I was like, well, you know, tail between my legs, I'll just go back to corporate and do another nine to five job until I think of something better to do. Um, and about a year after that, I was pregnant with baby number two. And I thought, okay, I've got maternity leave coming up. I'm going to use this maternity leave to create a new business. This time we're going to do something online. And I'd just been introduced to James Wedmore's business by design program. And he said, making online courses, you know, was the way forward. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, I've got no idea what my online course is going to be on, but you know, if, if they can do it, I can do it. So I, I spent my maternity leave creating this online business. Um, about six months into it, I was like still really no closer to creating an online course. That, that sort of came much later, but I managed to use my skills to uh, start doing done-for-you services in the Kajabi space and helping other people get their online courses up and running, I found was the quickest way to make some money during maternity leave so that I didn't have to go back to corporate. And then the, the online courses for myself came about a year later. That's amazing. So I'm hearing that you are a visionary at heart. You're able to implement things. And you, the story of resilience is amazing too, because as you know, as an entrepreneur, it's not always easy at the beginning and you almost want to give up. And most people do. And what is your force is that you did not give up and you were able to make something out of it. It's so amazing. Thank you for that. I'm very stubborn, Tanya. You know, yes. I'm even more stubborn when my husband says something like, Are you sure you wouldn't, you know, just prefer to have a nine to five corporate job? Like what what could be so bad about that? You know? And I was like, huh, you doubt that I can do this, but I can do this, damn it. And so let's <laughs> I just go kept on and going. I find those are the best entrepreneurs. And what's amazing with you too, is that you can feel the genuine wanting to help others, which is why I wanted to have you here because the compassion kind of shows through the screen, which is amazing. What would you say are some of the negative beliefs that you had to eliminate in order to succeed? You know, for me, I think like I've never really had 
self-doubt, you know, like I, I've always been sure that, you know, if I just kept at it for long enough, I was going to, I was going to succeed at this one way or another. But something that I still struggle with a lot is imposter syndrome, you know, and like coming into a new space, especially when I came out of that first brick and mortar business. And I'd been known for like, two years for that, you know, and I was like, oh, now I'm going to like completely pivot and come out and say that I am like now this online person who helps people launch online courses. And I was like, well, who am I to be doing that? You know, <laughs> everyone's going to think I'm like, you know, this has come completely out of left field. Like, what is she doing? Um, so I, I did struggle a lot with imposter syndrome. And it's one of those things you just have to get past if you want to succeed, because this line of work, you know, if you're going to succeed at it, you have to put yourself out there over and over and over again um, and just sort of get on with it. But I, I find, you know, even now, like four years on, I'm just in my business launching something completely brand new, which is really in no way related to online courses or Kajabi. And again, I feel that imposter syndrome where it's like, oh, but who am I to be doing this? You know, this is not what I'm known for. Um, so I think that's something that that so many of us struggle with, regardless of what point we're at in our online business. And just when you think you've managed to get past it, it can often just rear its head again when you go to take on a brand new project. Yes, it, the imposter syndrome is definitely real, but it kind of shows how much you actually care about what you're going to provide to the person and wanting to make it the best version. And I feel like we pivot so much, especially as moms, dads as well, men as well, but we pivot so much and we have so many seasons in our lives. Like there are four seasons out there, but there are so many different seasons in our lives where we're interested in one thing in one moment and then the next moment it's something else. And I find that we have to give ourselves grace for that and, and just go with the flow. <laughs> I do wish I could take on like a few less projects, Tanya. Like I am just not good at not working. My, my calendar is completely full from the minute I walk into the office until the end of the day. And as soon as I manage to you know, bring about a little bit of space in my calendar rather than enjoy that free time. I'm just immediately looking to, oh, what other brand new project can I just like stuff into these gaps so that I'm working super hard? You know, I've never been very good at making passive income uh, or, you know, feeling okay, just having money come into my bank account where I don't feel like I'm really working hard for it. Um, so that is something that I think I have to get past, you know, especially if I, if I ever want to uh, have a, one of those lovely private yachts with a slide where people, you know, just <laughs> hang around on their boat all day and drink champagne. I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds nice, but I can't see it happening anytime this century. <laughs> because you have to be able to unwind to enjoy that yacht. <laughs> But I'm not good I, at that at all. <laughs> I so understand you. you. We both have three kids and there's always something to do. There's always something to do. So we have to kind of bring that awareness to say, oh no, this is this is me time. I, I need to take a breath. Even if it's just two breaths, Meg, you have to take that time and then realize that, okay, I'm that type of person who loves to work. But yeah. those two breaths are my way of saying slow down for just a little bit. So I don't blame you. I totally understand where you're oh. coming from. I think well, I'm lucky that I, I do think of work as a hobby, you know, like I really struggle on a weekend not to open my computer and just like have a tinker with a couple of things because I'm just, you know, I just love it so much. Um, that's a Wednesday. It. 
and Wednesday then- morning, just before I spoke to you, I went to the gym and that is like the one thing I do in my calendar, like during the week that is not work related, like one morning a week. <laughs> oh, well, at least you get that. And like you say, once you have so much fun and enjoy what you're doing, it doesn't feel like work. So yeah, yeah give yourself. We're lucky. Breaks. We're the lucky ones. Absolutely. Well, this podcast is dedicated to helping us change our narrative in order to change our lives. And so the advantage my listeners have of hearing guests like you is that they get to be infused with a little of your wisdom and hopefully implement some of what they absorb. So that being said, could you give us a tour of what your mindset is like? How do you view the world around you? You know, I'm like a very sensitive person. So right now I I view the world as a complete mess, Tanya. You know, Mm. I look at what's happening on the news and I'm very easily affected by that. So I really don't keep up with any current events if I can help it. You know, I just try not to watch television because I'm just literally finding it so depressing, everything that's happening right now. Um, so, you know, I just keep in my lane, keep focused on what I'm doing. And if I feel any negative stuff creeping in, then I've become very good at just, um, realizing that I'm in a negative mindset and just sort of compartmentalizing my brain and being like, oh, you just need to have a sleep. You know, you just need to switch off. Don't overthink that thing, whatever it is, go home take the afternoon off, have a good night's sleep and, you know, come back with a a fresh approach and a fresh mindset tomorrow. That's a great way of seeing things. Honestly, Meg, I'm the same way in the sense that I don't listen to news at all. I think Mm. it's toxic. I think there's Mm. a lot of it that doesn't need to be there necessarily. It's it's a lot of fear mentality. Mm. And so I get my news through people talking (laughs) and even that. Just tell me the good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, and even that will affect me sometimes. I mean, you need to know what's going on, yes, but when you dive yourself into your work and you're able to serve people with intention, it's just you you don't see as much of the bad and and then what comes to you is the good. So Mm. that's great advice. Thank you, Meg. What is the impact you're looking to create? Um, For me, I've always been really drawn to helping mums you know I guess after I got into that position myself all of a sudden I just became super passionate about helping other mums succeed with creating just flexible work life I want to call it balance but it's more of a juggle you know it's like I just want to see other women loving life and being able to you know have that freedom and flexibility in their life that I've been able to achieve so you know, I have so many different projects on the go, but they kind of all come back to that, you know, whether I'm helping people to create an online course for themselves um, so that they can support their family and build in that flexibility. But then I've also got a project where I help train other people who want to be Kajabi specialists so that if they want to do service-based work to build in that flexibility, always just looking for like some kind of new project that's going to help these people achieve that. Um, And that's what helps me just jump out of bed in the morning. And I've made so many amazing friends globally. um, And and I love that part. It's something that you don't really 
think about when you get into the online world is about all the new friends that you're going to make around the place. And I'm lucky because I live in the Netherlands. My husband is Dutch, but I don't speak any Dutch and I don't really have any friends here. Um, but I've got all these people that I meet on Zoom every day and we do retreats and things. We just got back from a couple of weeks in South Africa and then a month before that, I was in Texas, you know, so there's lots of traveling to meet these amazing people that I've I've worked with online. That's amazing. And the sense of community is something that I gravitate towards a lot. And being able to help each other out is amazing. And you mentioned, you keep mentioning Kajabi. For those who don't know what Kajabi is, can you give us kind of an idea of what that is? Yeah, Kajabi is a learning management system like a software for online course creators where you can house your online course or your membership but then you also use Kajabi to build your website so it sort of replaces WordPress and it you use it to send your emails so you don't have MailChimp it's like an all-in-one platform for course creators um, so a lot of people subscribe to it but then a lot of people don't actually want to set it up themselves so that's how I sort of got started in this online space is you know taking that task off people's plates and just helping get them all set up so that they could focus on their content creation. That's amazing if there's anything I may not have touched uh, please let us know where we can find more about what you're doing, what you're creating, all of your services. And if there's anything that I might've missed, please also share that. Oh yeah. I think the only thing, um, I mean, for a lot of people, especially if they're not Kajabi people, they're probably not really, really interested in, in that side of things, but for all online creators who might be interested in uh, growing a bigger audience, then definitely come over and, and check us out at Collaboration Station, uh, which is my new project, my new passion project. And Collaboration Station is a platform which is sort of part networking for online creators. It's part collaboration opportunities so that you can find things like summits or bundles to participate in. And then it's part training around collaboration strategy. And it's really platform agnostic. So you don't have to be a Kajabi user, you could be using whatever you want. Um, but if you are interested in collaborations and the online space, then come and have a look at collaborationstation.directory. That's amazing, Meg. Thank you so much. I want to be so mindful of your time. I know you've got lots going on. You're probably itching to, to do the next project, but I want to thank you again for being here. My absolute pleasure, Tanya. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. I truly hope you enjoyed this conversation. And what I want to invite you to think of this week is how you think you can push forward with that special project you've been holding off on. What is the next best step you can take today to make that vision a reality? Continue to live with mindfulness and compassion. Never stop learning and growing. And if you get any value at all out of this content, go ahead and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with a friend or two, which will allow for more people to join the conversation. Visit me on Instagram and start your own conversation. Many blessings to you. As always, I thank you for tuning in. These episodes are meant to be of massive value to you. And so I hope you got something out of it. And if you did, all I ask in return is for you to give it a thumbs up, give it some love in the reviews, share with one or two friends whom you know will benefit from hearing.
this content, check out the links in the description. Continue to lead with empathy and I'll catch you on the next episode. Many blessings. This podcast is presented to you solely for educational purposes. It is not intended to be a substitute for the advice of a medical or other qualified professional.